You're listening to The Soju Sessions, episode 62 on the Soju Talk Nation podcast feed. I'm your host, Crispy, also known as Crispy Wanton, or simply just Anton. And on today's episode, guest, famous person, someone who is new to the Soju Talk community, but is incredibly well-connected with the world of K-pop in so many other spaces, the one and only Ella joins the show and we talk about our origin story, you know, how we know each other, we are colleagues, um, but in truth, I just work for her, I report to her, um, she is the leader and I follow her direction. Uh, she's an incredibly hard worker, she balances so many things in her life and it's really cool that we've connected over K-pop and we get to celebrate Got 7 Yes, they are back with a brand new album, um, she is a huge fan. So she fangirls out about them for a good 30 minutes. Um, we get into some details about what we love about the album, what it means for her to have GOT7 back as a group, as a unit, um, and kind of what that means as far as being represented. You know, it is Asian American Pacific Island Heritage Month, so shout out to um, all of our AAPI brothers and sisters. Um, as well as mental health awareness. So we do get into some of that discussion as well. Um, yeah, just a really deep conversation, but so much fun. Um, and you get to learn a little something about me. So, you know, hang tight. Um, it's, it's, a, it's, a good, it's a good episode, everyone. All right, coming up, my chat with Ella on GOT7 on The Soju Sessions. Joining Soju Sessions, a celebrity, um, someone who is well acquainted with idols, the K-pop business, the K-pop world, technology, tech companies, um, the one and only world traveler, Ella. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me here, Crispy. No, it is an honor. Um, you know, in, in the circles that we met at um you are incredibly famous incredibly in high demand and i am just honored to be able to just get a fraction of your time yeah. to, be able to talk to you about k-pop and all the fun things that you know brought us together as as friends and as acquaintances and as uh co-workers colleagues in, in the space that we're in we're gonna get to those details in just a minute but we're gonna talk about ella and about who she is as a person and get to know her so ella what is your K-pop origin story? Um, what were the first songs that you heard? And what were your first memories of K-pop? Well, uh, my first ever K-pop group that I listened to was Big Bang. You know, Big Bang was a huge thing back then. I was introduced to them by my brother, actually. He's a huge or was a huge K-pop fan. And I would just question him, like, why are you listening to these Korean songs when you're not Korean? You don't understand Korean. You're Chinese. It's a whole, you know, a whole different language. But, you know, he just he just shrugged me off. <laughs> I bullied him a little bit for it, I'm not going to lie. But... As soon as I heard the song Bad Boy by Big Bang, I kind of fell in love because not only was it filmed in New York where I was born and raised, um, the song is just amazing. I was obsessed over it after the, the second time I played it. And it gradually grew. I gradually moved on to other idols, other groups, other songs. And yeah, I mean, I'm here now. I'm working for basically a K-pop company. <laughs> Yeah, tell me about how finding K-pop actually expanded and opened up um, connections to the rest of the world and other people. Um, I know that you, prior to this, ran events all over New York City. And people <laughs> know you so well across every single boba shop. Um, how did you find connections with other people? And what did that mean for you to form those connections in real life with K-pop? Yeah, so starting when listening to K-pop, I didn't really think I would be able to meet new people or go to many events like i am right now i first started going to one or two concerts met a few people from there was added to a few group chats and met mutuals 
that also enjoyed K-pop. Um, I met some of my best, best, best friends through K-pop. I was invited to many events because of K-pop. For example, uh, Mindset and Dive. I started off as a fan, and now I'm kind of working for them, if you will. Um, my best friends, I always hang out with them and chill with K-pop and force them to go to concerts, even though they don't have time for them. Um, you know, many events, I ran a few cup sleeve events here and there when I had the chance to. I traveled the not the world, but I traveled to a few places for concerts specifically. So yeah, I didn't know it would open this big of a door and all these like friends, events, even my family, they got into K-pop because of me. My grandmother is obsessed with K-pop, specifically BTS. It's absolutely adorable, but definitely it's a run for my money. But with a variety of people that are fans of K-pop and the variety of personalities that you meet along the way, what are some guidelines, pieces of advice that you would give someone new to K-pop about making friends? Because it can be scary when you're out in the world and trying to connect with people over something that is a little niche um, and then seeing a real person enjoying it the same. Um, what would you tell someone who is hesitant to make friends in real life? I mean, first, I think having a twitter is a must when becoming a k-pop stan or you know just a fan of k-pop or for all um i think you'll meet a lot of new friends through twitter and eventually you'll be able to meet them irl and a lot of people go to concerts alone so don't be afraid to just head out you know step outside the box go alone have some fun you don't really you'll honestly meet a lot of friends through concerts i know myself i've went to a few concerts alone and met the most amazing people there so just don't be afraid don't be nervous don't be shy just go for it you'll meet amazing people i promise you what's your go-to phrase when meeting a brand new person at a concert what groups do you stand who's your alt? <laughs> that 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 sentence alone will open up so many conversations so wise, so wise. I am a hot mess at concerts, um, whether it's by myself or with friends. Um, I am just loud and I want to dance. In some concerts, you can. Sometimes you're in a seat and you have to be mindful of the people around you. Um, my go-to go is, what's your favorite song? Or, I love this song. And then hopefully they respond uh, in some kind of way. No, it's, it's really cool that the world's kind of opening up again and we get to see concerts. Um, you have been to... So many concerts in the past, like three months. Um, I have yet to go to something. Well, that's a lie. I went to Head in the Clouds back in the fall. Um, and they're having another Head in the Clouds very soon. Um, and then the next one for me is Wusung next week with, uh, with our buddy Tiffy. It's going to be exciting. Um, what concerts have you gone to recently? And what were your favorite memories of going back into the real world, seeing music um, in real life? I mean, I went to so many concerts this year alone. Uh, I Unfortunately, last year I was going to go see BTS, but they had to cancel due to COVID. So this year I'm just going all out and going to every concert I see. The latest one I went to, although it's not K-pop, I went to Kashi like two days ago. <laughs> um, for K-pop, I remember like 80s. BTS, damn, who else? Twice. Um, I'm going to be seeing Woosung next week as well with my friends that I met through K-pop. Um, so many, so many more. I'll make I'll make Crispy put up a list for you guys just to show. Make him, make him do some editing. I'll put a list of all the concerts I've been to in the last few months. Well, if you didn't know, Ella has an incredible social media uh, presence. She is an influencer, <laughs> so you can follow her on Instagram and TikTok to see all of the shows that she goes to. And also that, grab yeah. dinner with very important people in the West Coast. Oh. <laughs> what is happening? Um, I think the thing that surprised me the most this year, um, kind of being exposed to more music, talking to a variety of people, um, you included, is that I've gotten into male artists so much more than I ever would have imagined. Um, but I do have a genre of music that I typically have liked 
for a long time and it, ha it has been r&b smooth r&b um and you know we we have a group that is still together that has come back um we've got got seven and yeah it's so hype it's so hype it's so good i know um well let's start with your history as a got seven fan as a Agase, um, when did you first start listening to them and when, how did you find them? Yeah, so for God 7, I had to like dig back into my brain, remember the roots. I think I started becoming a fan early 2018 and it was one of those things where I, I liked BTS. BTS and Big Bang got me into K-pop. So I would start watching these compilations of memes um, and GOT7 was in a lot of them. So eventually I just moved to watching all these GOT7 compilations, like funny moments, and eventually started to fall in love with them. Um, I have to say Jackson got me into GOT7 because he... He speaks all, most of the languages I speak, so I was already super interested in him. I was like, damn, he's like a second copy of me. Kind of, or I'm a second copy of him language-wise. Um, but God 7, I fell in love with them first sight. I listened to their music, and I was like, damn, these boys got talent. And I've been obsessed over them ever since. You said so many things. Um, I also got into God Seven through Jackson. Um, again, I was just a very big um, Asian music fan. So that's Asian hip hop, um, Asian R and B. Um, Eight Eight Rising was my first introduction to God Seven back in the day. Um, Head in the Clouds one, um, not the show, the mixtape, the album that they did. Um, that's when I first. I think I think Jackson was on there, if I'm not mistaken. He could he could not be, but I'm pretty sure he at least was part of the, the 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 spotify playlist at some point um and then from there i listened to got seven they were much different than a lot of other k-pop they were a lot smoother they were a lot um, more on the r&b side but they did a lot of very k-pop things they were amazing dancers i mean bam bam um dancing <laughs> since he was like seven years old the uh, best friends with lisa so then of course it got my <laughs> attention um and then just eventually following all the members I, I would think the last half of their career has got seven under JYP was when I got um, kind of the most interest into them. And then, of course, they ended their contract, but they still remained as got seven, which is pretty cool, even though they're all doing different projects now. Um, let's let's jump back into Jackson and kind of feeling that you felt represented because he okay. is um, from China, from Hong, Hong Kong, Kong, China, right? Yes. Yep. Um, and... He you know, has talked on a number of different U.S. shows about you know, his journey. Um, supposed, he was supposed to go to Stanford for fencing. He was supposed to go to the Olympics. What did that mean for you to see someone who you know, represented you, you know, being very similar in culture and doing something super cool, something interesting, something accessible as K-pop? Yeah. When I first saw Jackson, I was like, oh, that's cool. Another dude from China becoming a K-pop idol. But when I realized he was from Hong Kong, which is where my family's also from, I was like, damn, you know, not only is he representing Hong Kong, but he's he's talented. He's hella talented. He did fencing. He was really smart. He, I don't even know how he got through JYP. I, with his dancing skills, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I felt really represented because I know a lot of Chinese K-pop idols, they mostly speak Mandarin. And not a lot speaks Cantonese. Not a lot of them speaks Cantonese, which is my mother tongue language. So for him to be able to speak Cantonese and for him to show like he doesn't he doesn't hide that side of him he represents it he he you know speaks it when he can he in his interviews he also speaks in cantonese and he also shows off his favorite foods from hong kong and china and all those things so i was i was really happy to see that and not originally since i'm you know from america you don't really see any asian representation in here 
So going into K-pop, it's full of Koreans, and then seeing that there's Chinese people who are also in K-pop just really warms up my heart. It's it's a big thing to kind of see the shift in media representation, whether that's K-pop being wildly more accepted here in the United States or just Asian people in cinema, Asian people in TV. Um, I think it did start around that time in 2018 with Crazy Rich Asians, still something to be celebrated, um, yes. something I always go back to. And then most recently this year with Everything Everywhere All at Once kind of popping up or Michelle Yeoh, it's like, yo, like... We're here. We're here, you know? So, I mean, I, I, I that, that's why for me, Jackson has always had a soft spot because I knew immediately he wasn't Korean. And then learning more about him, um, his background. Again, not saying that we're similar. In no way we're similar, but I think it's just cool that he represents a cultural exchange, right? Um, right. Also for the fact that you are probably related to him. So there's that. <laughs> Shut up. Hey, you are the influencer. You are the... Famous person here would not be surprised if I found out found out tomorrow that you actually just have a direct line to him. That's cool. Dude. That's cool. Christy always loves to tease me whenever he's got the chance. He always loves to tease me. I don't know if it's teasing so much if it's telling the truth. <laughs> you know, when someone is when I when some when I'm in the presence of greatness, I like to make sure I'm complimentary. That they know that they're great. Um, maybe they already know that they're great, but it doesn't hurt to remind them, you know? He's gonna get a long talk after this. <laughs> Bro. Um, yes, uh just for everyone's um reference, Ella is my supervisor. That is a fact. <laughs> All right. Um, we're gonna get into the album now. Um Got Seven came back on was it Monday? Monday the twenty twenty fourth? I think it was the 24th, right? The 24th. I don't know days. Uh, it's very difficult right now. Um, the album is just called Got Seven. Pretty cool. Um, what were your overall thoughts and initial impressions about this album? And what does the title just being Got Seven mean to you? Dude, when I when they started promoting, giving the teasers, I was like, damn, they're back. After after that long hiatus, they are finally back. I mean, I've been on Twitter. I've seen all of the all of the legal things behind the scenes of trademarking and copywriting their own title. So when I saw that they're officially a group that is not under JYP, you know, I was like, finally, they're going to be able to release things that they want to release. They're not going to have somebody on top of them. They're going to do what they're going to do. The title God Seven is just wow. It just it just shows that hey, we're back. We're not leaving. God Seven is still God Seven. We're gonna be better than ever. We're gonna come back better than ever. You're gonna see so many new things, so many more things from us. Could not have said it better myself. <laughs> um, no, the title is pretty cool. That it's really just them in a lot of ways rebranding. And saying like, hey, right. we are still the same dudes, but now we're on our own. Now right. we have control of our creative uh, of our creative direction, of our creative destiny, and it definitely shows. Um, to me, this entire album has a lot of old and the new, very familiar, and yet a lot of things that I don't think they've tried before in the past. I think individually, I can point to Jackson's music, I can point to JB's music, a lot of the smooth R&B that they do solo, um, is in this album, but never as a group, I would say. I'd say their older stuff um, definitely leans a lot more into K-pop with a lot more characteristic K-pop sounds, whether that's like the flourishes or elements of music where you could kind of visualize the choreography. But with this, it's just like, it's very smooth. I think I don't know. I feel like there's a new um, direction of R&B this past year um, uh, where... I think a lot of male artists are taking control of R&B and doing something a little bit different within K-pop. Um, kind of tie this all back to Kai late last year and his style of R&B. And that trend has been very similar to, uh, to other artists. Um, let's, let's talk about the title track in the music video. <laughs> then we got Na Na Na. 
Um, I'm not going to sing it. I want to sing it. I can't sing like them. My God. Um, it's a very sexy, very smooth, dreamy trap song. Um, how did this song hit you? And what did you think about the music video? I, oh my God, I fell in love. At, it was love at first sight, I'm telling you. After, like I said before, after that long hiatus, I've just been waiting for their comeback, waiting to see what the what their new songs are going to be, what the vibe is going to be, and I absolutely fell in love. They definitely did switch it up a bit. For example, they didn't have Jackson rapping like he usually is. He's doing a lot of more vocal. That also ties to them rebranding. They're going to pick what they want to do. They're not going to have specific roles. They're basically going to do what fits for them, you know? So I saw the music video and I was like, damn, they're looking good as always. I think that was the first thing that came to my mind. There's a lot of, I'd say probably some hidden messages, which I can't pinpoint out, but I've seen on Twitter people, you know, saying, oh my God, this and that, this and that. And I was like, yeah, I saw it, I saw it, but I didn't know it meant something, but I definitely did see it. <laughs> so I think this mess, this music video is is a is an icebreaker for them especially since it's their first ever comeback as a, a group that that's that's branding into something new and moving away from that k-pop type of vibe i'd say like you said they're definitely going for some r&b type beat type beat so, I don't know. I just feel like, damn, I know they're going to do so much more in the future. I'm super, super excited for future comebacks, even though this one just came out. Yeah, no, to me, they did, they did enough to separate themselves from a lot of what K-pop is right now for boy groups, right? Um, I think Bam Bam set the table really well with his release earlier this year. That was a precursor to a yeah. lot of this sound. Um, Bam Bam, fire. Um, shout out to uh, Green Scarves. My God. Um, <laughs> And I, I, I want to talk about the Jackson parts because he stood out to me so much. Um, like you said, he didn't rap very much in this song, if at all. Um, but you really get to hear his like raspiness and the way he sings and it really just like pulls you in. Um, and I like the way that it's um, contrasted with Youngjae and uh, JB throughout the entire song. It's just a nice, you got a little bit of the edge with a little bit of the lightness a little bit of edge um all of this with a really visually pleasing music video um what did you think about the dreamy head in the clouds nature of the music video um yes direct reference to the show that's going to be happening in august with jackson um <laughs> but it's just it, it's just this, this fluffy cloudy mindscape of what they're trying to do with love and romance how did that make you feel and how did that make you fall in love even more with them I'm not gonna lie, the first time I watched the music video was with my friend because we, I was, I'm not gonna lie, I have a pretty busy schedule, so watching a music video isn't really, doesn't really fit in my time, especially because I'm always out and about and don't have Wi-Fi, but I, bro, the first time we saw the music video, my friend was hitting me, she was screaming, she was fangirling, I was like, damn, chill, like, I love them too. When I saw the music video and I saw um, the background, everything, everything that they included, I fell in love all over again. It, it definitely felt like it's my first time, first time ever listening and watching a GOT7 music video. I was like, this, this is definitely a new side, a, definitely a new side for them as a group. And for Jackson's vocals, we don't really get to hear his vocals in got seven like that i definitely have heard his vocals solo on his solo releases but hearing his vocals in got seven as a group with all the other voices it's it's definitely definitely something that stood out to me a lot just like you said yeah yeah i also love the fact that each member does seem to have a specific color uh, kind of representing right. them um, in very subtle ways, right? Because it does fit the palette of uh, the very bright nature of the music video. But I do want to shout out uh, some of the scenes with the color highlights. So we got JB with the yellow, um, kind of yellow and brown with the uh, little canary and the tree. 
the tree of life, the tree, the tree of JV. I don't know, man. It's like just so many things. Um, Jackson, we talked about him so much, but how can you not with that pink? That pink. Dude. How are you oh <laughs> I mean, I love that they showed their specific colors off. Um, there might be a message. There might be a message behind those colors. I'm not too, too, too sure. Don't quote me on that. But I think they definitely directed this movie amazing. The editing skills, all of that. It's just chef's kiss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, so we got Mark with the dark blue. And then Yugyum. I was trying to... I, I think I'm grasping a little bit, but sky blue. So the, the, the contrast to the dark blue. <laughs> Um, and then Jin Young with purple. Pretty, pretty cool sweater. All of them with cool sweaters is all I got to say. <laughs> um, Young Jae with seafoam. He's got the seafoam green. And then uh, Bam Bam with the darker hues of green with that scarf. Man, that scarf. Um, yeah. I think the entire package of this music video really shows, one, they are professionals who've been in the game for a long time. Um, the dancing is still on point with every single member. Um, and I think the vocal flexing is just incredible with the song. Um, definitely leans into R&B, so I think it can reach a wider audience in a lot of ways. Um, and if you're a Golden State Warriors fan and you saw Bam Bam um, come through this year um, and you know make his presence known uh, at Chase Center, this album will definitely get you interested into listening to them because I think it is very accessible overall. Um, uh, let's talk about the album a little bit. So we've got six songs. Yes, it's six songs. Um, what is your favorite track off the album? I really like two by them. I don't know. Something about that. Something about the background tracks, the vocals, everything. It just ties together. It's definitely something I would listen to on a daily. Like, I would listen to all of them on a daily, but I feel like two they would go on every single playlist on my Spotify playlist that I have. You know, it's something that I can listen to on repeat without getting tired about. I don't know, overall, I don't know what about it. Just the vibes just makes me fall in love with it. It's a really cool song that follows up. Nah, nah, nah. I, yeah. I, I want to sing it, but I'm not going to, all right? <laughs> <laughs> because it is that similar, like, very bedroom trap R&B, right? right? Um, the the DJ producers from the 2010s um, that I always equate the style of music with are uh, Benzino and Cashmere Cat, and they definitely capture a lot of that similar type of R&B bedroom trap. Um, I love the vocals in this. I feel like there's a, there's a parallel to the way that um, it's very hollowing and kind of like an old school effect at the beginning, kind of the static like record scratch um, that makes you feel like it's a vintage song, right? So it's like, hey, here's here's we're still the same God Seven, but now we're gonna do something that's a little bit up, a little bit light, and the vocals are so clean in this song. I feel like this. I, I've said that in this entire time, but for the most part, I feel like this is the one where they really get to clean things up and really make you feel a certain kind of way. Yeah, um, incredibly sexy song. Yeah, it makes you feel a kind of way for all the the people out there who are very attracted to God Seven. Um, shout out to you. This is your time. <laughs> um, so we've got two songs to. Well, let's let's. I'm gonna flip back into a real quick discussion on the first two songs. So we got "Truth" and "Drive Me to the Moon." With this kind of a groovy introduction song. Um, it's. I think it's a good introduction song. Like overall, it, it doesn't do anything super aggressive, super crazy. It's got a nice bounce to it, but doesn't. It, it leaves you wanting more in the best kind of way, right? Because now you're expecting, you're hoping for the next thing. How did you feel about uh, track number one? Track number one, like you said, it's definitely an an introduction song. I see it. I see where you're coming from. I think they're definitely going with different vibes throughout these different title tracks. Not title tracks. Throughout these tracks. Um, truth. It's definitely one of those songs where I listened to, it resonated with me. I think there's always a message. At least for this album, they try to put out a message behind all these lyrics, hidden messages. 
Um, but yeah, truth, amazing song. Loved it, loved it, loved it. A bit, same goes for every other track that they've created so far. Um, I wouldn't say it's my favorite off the track, but it definitely did also stand out to me because it's the first song I heard um, from their album. I didn't even listen to Na 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 first. I started off with the album and went down the list. Got the full album experience. Yeah, the full album experience. I watched the music video at the very, very end after listening to the whole album. True fan right here. Just really <laughs> just soaking it all in. Um, so we do have track number two, which is a, a bright, tropical house kind of song. Um, mm-hmm. Does this song make you want to go to a day club and just party? Definitely. I mean, bro, I go day club with any of their songs. <laughs> and that's where you're um, at on the weekends if you're not working. Let's be real. <laughs> um... I think Drive Me to the Moon, it definitely was a different vibe. Like, you can tell it's a different vibe off the bat. I did not expect something like that. I thought it would be more of, like, a slow R&B type of album. So I, I'm still not used to it. I'm still not used to the song. The vibes, it's just different. Um, you know, if you if you go through any other K-pop album, you know, they kind of try to match each other and each other's energy from tracks to track to track. But for this one, it's kind of just thrown out there in a good way, thrown out there with different vibe. I loved it. Um, again, not my favorite song, but it's it's a it's a good song. It's definitely the most experimental song on the album, right? Right, I think it's the most different from what we know of GOT7. Um, right. In a lot of ways, I think the most wide audience accessible. So we're not even talking about K-pop fans or Western fans. I feel like this is just play this at every club in the, around the world and it will work kind of thing. Um, you don't even need to know who it's by. A DJ will just like use it for 30 seconds to a minute. Um, and it kind of just works. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with the horns and the tropical island vacation feel that I get from it. Um, and yeah, we're, we're going into that season right now. Um, it is 90 degrees in California right now. So I am definitely feeling summertime. <laughs> yep. Um, all right, let's move on now to the last two, th- two songs that have a lot of messages that have a lot of, um, I guess callbacks to their past. So we'll start with track number five, but don't care about me, man, they were getting some stuff off their chests with this song. Um, to me, I got a lot of themes of perseverance and resilience, kind of leaving behind, um, leaving behind the past, but also remembering that the past helped create you as a person, create you as an individual, um, but also knowing that you need to continue to work in order to grow and change and be better. I don't know this for a fact. I didn't. I don't follow the internet as much as you. So if you would like to confirm, this kind of feels like a JYP, thank you, but now we're gone. Correct. Definitely, I definitely do see that. I definitely, the lyrics, you know, I, for those two songs, I did some research on them because the message behind there, it's there. You know, you know it's there. They meant it. They wanted you to see it. They wanted to show off for for um, Don't Care About Me, it's definitely one of those songs like, hey, this is, you know, it's been a, the first ever sentence, don't leave me alone. Oh, no, no, it wasn't don't leave me alone. It's been a long road. Um, definitely showing off like, it's it's been a difficult journey, you know, becoming GOT7 as a whole, and now we're starting a whole new, better journey of being GOT7 on its own, without a company behind them, without them being puppets, basically. You know, they're going to do what they want to do. They're not going to let anything stop them. They're going to experiment, try out new things. Love that for them. The message behind here just makes me cry because they're opening up to us. They're opening up to their story and sharing how they felt throughout this whole journey. And I love that for them. Absolutely. It's very mature. Very yeah. mature song. Um, and then we'll move on to track number six, the last song of the album, with Don't Leave Me Alone. Um, two titles that are very similar, but kind of do different things in a lot of ways. 
this is a very intimate song. There's a lot of romantic lyrics here. There's a lot of, um, you know, feelings of attachment, um, you know, wanting someone in your life, whether that's romantically or platonically. You know, everyone needs companionship. Everyone needs some form of love in their life. And I feel like they do a nice job of being vulnerable in this song, right? They talk about anxieties and naming them, kind of naming those insecurities in life, but then finding someone or a group of people or a fandom have that type of back and forth connection, the symbiotic relationship of having a connection with another human being, right? Um, what does that mean to you, kind of being a fan of theirs and understanding that, you know, you are there for each other, even if you may not know each other in real life? And then how do you project that into the other parts of your life where you are there for your friends and family? Oh my God, is my mic? Okay. <laughs> so for the title track number five, they were talking more about their story, their journey. But for title track, not I don't know why I keep on saying title track. Well, I don't know what's up with me today. For track number six, they are talking about more, they're focusing more on their fans. You know, they're giving a message to their fans like, hey, I'm here. I need you. You know, we're going to something like that. So reading these lyrics because I translated it to English, I definitely did tear up a bit. I was like, don't worry. I'm here for you. All of us are here for you. You know, we're never going to leave you. And it goes to the same way with my family and my friends. You know, I I definitely am um, an extrovert in that way. I love my friends. I love my family, and I would never leave them. Um, I always I always open up to them. So for them, for God Seven to open up to their fans, it makes me also want to open up to my friends and family even more than I already am doing. So this this song just gives me a little nudge to that. <laughs> What's a recent memory of you expressing unconditional love to a friend or a family member and feeling fulfilled just being in their life? So my friends recently, I went over to their place and we don't really do those emotional talks, you know, Um, but it was a tiring day. We just wanted something to talk about. So we opened up, we talked, you know, actually we, the the start of the conversation was got seven i'm not gonna lie the start of the conversation was got seven which is crazy and we just opened up about how we became friends how we're always there for each other and our relationship I'm not gonna go too into detail but definitely was got seven got seven does does many things got seven does many things and it makes you open up to your friends your family and if you haven't already, just go go out there, give your friends, give your family a big hug and say, I love you, and just express your emotions. Although it may be a, a little embarrassing at first, they're, they're definitely going to love it. They're going to enjoy it. And it's just going to make your bond closer. Yeah. Oh, that's incredibly beautiful. Thanks for sharing <laughs> that. Um, yeah, for me recently, just reconnecting with a lot of old friends. Um, I'm old. I'm 90 years old, so some of my friends have children. Um, I went over to their house um, a couple days before they were moving. Um, it didn't look like they were moving. Their house was still pretty much put together, but they found a way to pack it all up and move. And um, their son is four years old. Um, he is just a very smart, intelligent kid. He soaks in everything. And I have gotten him books over the years. I am the sole representative of exposing him to Star Wars and nerdy things and really the deeper meanings behind a lot of those things um, because there's a lot of joy in those types of stories, right? And I think for me, that's the kind of unconditional love that is very fulfilling. It's finding the deeper lessons of being kind to someone else, being centered, taking a moment to breathe, all things that Yoda you know, taught Luke in the swamps of Dagobah. And... Again, it's really just tapping into that through the different messages that you expose yourself throughout your day. So in our case, it's God seven and kind of the self-awareness to apply that into our own lives. You know, having that mindset to bring it into a more positive, uh, a net positive into how we interact with other people. So yeah, music is a beautiful thing. It, it helps in so many ways that if you're open to it, if you're aware of it, 
can tap into and you know be there for other people so god seven has definitely done that as far as this album right as far as the fans i mean you are definitely the representative who is feeling all kinds of ways and it does feel like they they achieved something pretty great with this comeback with this new album any closing thoughts any final words on the album that that a beautiful story he's gonna be like oh my god crispy uncle crispy is the best uncle ever with all these books oh so beautiful <laughs> um no i mean th- my closing thought is you know time you you guys don't have a lot of time we're on a time crunch so say what you want to say to your friends and family now before you regret it and listen to god seven <laughs> perfect all right, um, we're going to get into some closing thoughts for the episode now. So the very incredible, the very famous, the very busy Ella is here. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk about our origin story, friends, <laughs> colleagues. So um, this is not something I've shared with the Soju Talk Nation before. This is the first time. Um, Ella and I um, are, we're just going to say employees <laughs> of, of Mindset. Um, so we help with community events and um, the internet space, whether that's on Discord, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, soon to be Twitch. Wow. Um, oh my gosh, that's blown up real fast. Um, and, you know, we do our best to moderate and engage with the fans and community. But you um, are super involved. You have done many things in New York. You've flown out to California just a few days ago to <laughs> do the pop-up shop. How did you find Mindset and Dive? And what was it about the community that you wanted to give back to during the early days before we actually had a team? So I was originally a fan of Dive. You know, I didn't really know Mindset like that. Um, for Dive, it was mostly because K-pop. I was very involved in K-pop. And I seen all these K-pop idols going on to these shows, especially Get Real. It was one of those things where whenever I'm on the train, I have no service. I download an episode of Get Real and watch, listen to it on the train. And I've absolutely fallen in love with Dive ever since. I've seen like Eric's show and the Beauty Bar and all those different shows. But for Mindset, I did listen to it a while, while back when I'm in school, when I'm studying. Um, I would share an account with my friend because it was quite pricey back then. Now it's eleven ninety nine, so get your subscriptions cheaper than Boba. It's eleven ninety nine for an annual subscription. Um, yeah, it was. It definitely opens up many doors. Dive mindset alone opens up many many doors for me. But seeing all these new artists come in and seeing all these shows being released. I feel involved in some type of way. I kind of feel involved as well. But yeah, what about you? Yeah, for me, very similar. Um, the dive content. Um, I'd like to say it was from all of the amazing hosts and the variety of voices. But no, mm-hmm. it was very specifically of one Ashley Choi. <laughs> yeah, there um, go. I have just been a big fan of hers for a long time. Uh, I've talked about her on this show many times twice and i don't know i think there's just something really fulfilling important um heartwarming connect connection some word of seeing asian american people who have lived a very different life in korea who have done that and then still have been able to connect and communicate in a way that makes sense for me so with ashley I never felt that she was just a K-pop star or an idol that I felt so separated from like her world. She talked about her life growing up in New York. She talked about life um, in ESL class, you know, her, her teacher thinking she couldn't speak English. So she would just be quiet and then not being called on to read um, in front of the class or, you know, popcorn read. Very relatable, very similar from a kid who, you know, had trouble reading growing up. It's just one of those where I just look down and hope that I don't don't get popcorned. Um, So, yeah, it was just one of those where because the stories were so relatable and then the fact that they was connected to music and music is just a big part of my life, whether it's K-pop, whether that's Western music, whether it's music throughout my entire life. um, It was just very easy to connect with and, you know, to hear stories of people who, on one hand, we idolize them. I mean, it's in the name of what they are. They're idols. 
But on the other hand, if you just peel back the curtain, you know, they are just normal people. And if there was a way for me to contribute to um, kind of give back and be connected on a deeper level, I was going to at least try. So I sent in the application thinking nothing was going to happen. I actually got the notification like two days later and I was just like, wow, I guess I'm in it now. Um, and I've taken a lot of my personal experiences, um, things I've done professionally, things I've done, um, you know, in school and tried to apply them to the best of my ability as far as, you know, mental health awareness, um, naming emotions, allowing people to be open to talk about emotions. Um, but also, you know, pointing out when things are wrong, but not in a dismissive way, right? Because you can disagree, you can have your opinions about the world, but you don't have to be disagreeable. You know, there's there's ways to communicate to bring people in to make people feel heard and seen, right? I feel like Dive and Mindset now um, have done a great job about doing that, and it's just growing, and it's really cool to be part of uh, the process. Yeah, um, let's talk about mindset. So mindset is an app, everyone. Um, like Ella said, it is twelve dollars eleven ninety nine for a year subscription. Um, so you pay it all up front, but again, it is cheaper than boba depending on what state you live in. In New York, yeah. I'm sure it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ella, can you give a brief summary of mindset? Yeah, so mindset is where talents come in whether that be actors k-pop idols western artists um tiktokers whatever you know they come into the app they share their story something that uh other platforms won't won't let them open up to um isn't something that they can share on something like twitter youtube they come into our app they come into this amazing app share their stories share their origins share whatever they want to share you know they have creative mindset whatever they want to say they can say whatever they want to talk about they can talk about and we also do these things called boosters they are a pick me up rhino crispy would be listening to ashley's booster on repeat hey hey, uh, hey, hey. Uh, they do story times asmr uh, meditations you you name it we have it yeah it's it's a great platform. It's a great service, right? It provides a variety of different voices, stories, personal histories, and presents it in a number of ways that are very familiar across the internet, right? Um, uh, the boosters are a great little pick-me-up, a small five-minute audio listen of just whatever your favorite famous person is up to or something that's bothering them and they're just being honest about it. It's like they're journaling and recording it for you. Um, it's very relatable in a lot of ways, right? They will talk about personal experiences. They'll talk about their careers. But oftentimes you really get a peek into seeing that everyone has a mom, a dad, perhaps a brother or a sister. They have a family and they went through something in life, whether that's something you know, challenging or something to be celebrated. They wanted to share it with us and we have it all here on the platform. So incredible. Um Big shout out to JB for um, yeah. his mindset collection. We're on GOT7, so we got to talk about it. Um, I think this is the first collection. No, it's not the first collection, but it's one of the newer collections that feels like a documentary series, right? Um, can you go into more detail about what to expect for those who don't know about what JB um, talks about? Yeah, so for JB... It's, he talks about about a lot of things, you know, God 7 they don't really have a platform to share. They're, they're not allowed to share their stories. But after leaving their original company, they are now more open, one of them being JB. I don't even know what I was going to say. JB, he talked about his own life, uh, his life as a solo artist. He talked about God 7 He talked about being a leader. Um, the God 7 episode is actually free to watch. The team came to the conclusion and made it free for everyone because everyone needs to hear this story. If you're an Agase, if you're not an Agase, it's it's definitely a story that will go down history. Um, 
especially being one of the bigger artists that many, many idols and rookie artists look up to, as well as fans. So he just shares a lot of things. Um, he shares his story with his parents, with his grandparents, um, how he copes with a lot of mental things. Um, he also has boosters. You know, he, he shares everything. And like I said before, he wanted to share those things. So he advocated for these titles, for these topics. Uh, so you can tell where he's coming from. You can tell how he goes into depth. You can tell he really loves sharing these stories. It gives him, it gives him, mindset gave him some type of platform to share those stories, which I really, really love. Yeah, no, that's incredible. Because um, oftentimes, you know, you would think, just throw it up on YouTube and hope people see it. And people will, you know, people will find it on YouTube. But I think if there's a very focused place where you have a very specific type of people looking for something, we're all looking for something, right? We're all searching for something. But sometimes we need um, reinforcements, you know, we need structures where it's not just like the open comment section of YouTube. Oh, no, what's going to happen here? Where it's like, no, this is mindset. I'm here. Yep. Listen to a story, watch a video, watch a docu series, right. and then connect with it. Um, it yeah, it has visuals on it as well, so you can see him actually talk. So you're not looking at a blank screen. It has subtitles for all my international fans out there, and our amazing team added soundscape. So it's it's definitely definitely worth watching it. It's not that long, I believe. It's it's eight episodes. From the top of my head, eight episodes uh, that go 10 minutes long. Perfect. Um, so it is AAPI Heritage yes. Month. Um, you know, we talked about you know, our connection to our culture and how music and entertainment have been an analog for us. Um, but it is also Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, so my question for you is, what are some personal ways that you've been able to pick yourself up um to kind of keep yourself um kind of balanced mental health wise or some challenges that you are open to share um, so dealer's choice up to you um however you want to go about it um this is ella time uh ella share time so go for it for Mental Health Awareness Month, I think one thing that just makes me happiest the most is seeing all of our, all of the fans that love Mindset All and Dive, giving them what they want, whether that be events, whether that be um, story times, whatever, whatever they want, and seeing them happy makes me happy, which is kind of, kind of what makes me to enjoy what I do. And I don't really have a lot of, you know, hard times because being in our community right now, it gives me something to look forward to every single day, whether I come home from work, from school, no matter how exhausted, how tired I am, I get to meet new people, I get to see new people, um, I get to hear new stories because we have fans from all around the world. So that that's something that, helps me mentally um as well as although it might be a challenge sometimes i know I, I do have some issues whether that be with friends and family or school it definitely is mentally draining work as well but hearing others share their story and them consoling me as well just just makes me warm up <laughs> yeah there's a social motivator to right. being part of different communities, right? Especially at Mindset, where it's so encouraged to talk about what challenges you're going through. It's so encouraged to keep it a safe space, um, to respond to people um, you know, with, with attentiveness, right? To kind of make sure that the spotlight and attention is on them as they speak, but also understanding that you have a lot to offer um, just by being present. So I think community and yourself um have that great balance of just being there for each other and we all see it everyone who's there so yeah i think everyone looks for you all the time so that that is a thing um uh -huh. 
Yeah. Uh, for me, um, again, the internet has been just an incredible place over the past two years because of the pandemic. Yes, we're all been locked up, but now we're outside and it's great. But you know, to me, mental health is is just me- mental health and your myself personally is. Um, uh, think of it like a car, right? You know, sometimes your car is just going well, but you bring it in for the mileage checkups because you have to, right? It's not necessarily that the car is broken. It's just, hey, we're at 150,000 miles. Just bring it in just to see if there's anything wrong or if you just need an oil change. And um, I personally go to therapy, so I have that scheduled. I'm very open about it. I'm totally fine talking about it, but I also think it's very important to normalize that idea, right? I still think it's very difficult for a lot of people to talk about therapy um, because they think it's about something being wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with anyone, right? It's a matter of being a work in progress. You would go to a doctor once a year to make sure that your cholesterol is fine. So why not go to therapy once a month, once every other week, just to make sure that everything up here in your head, in your mind is fine, right? So I think for me, it's been super helpful and... I don't know. I, I'm just super comfortable talking about it. So, um, again, I don't like to force it on people. If people are uncomfortable or they're unsure, it's fine. But I'm always the person to encourage people that it's okay to talk about it or at least okay to seek out services help. Um, and again, everyone's situation is different. You know, maybe your insurance situation is different. Maybe you're in a country that doesn't have the type of mental health services here in the United States. But there are always people around you that at least will try to listen to you. Um, and you know, if you find the right community, you find the right space, people will be there for you. This is kind of what we have here, whether it's at mindset or at Soju talk where, (laughs) um, you know, I originated from, but you know, I still hold Soju talk at a very special place in my heart as far as introducing me to a lot of what the internet can offer as far as K-pop. So shout out to them and shout out to you, Ella, for coming on and being an influencer and famous person for the Soju talk community. Thank you for having me, Crispy. No, this is great. Um, I didn't get to see you in real life this past weekend, but soon. Yeah, soon, one day, one day. Yeah, because we have a... We're not going to spoil anything like our boss always does, but we have events that we may need to work. Right, right. That is all we will say. Um, any final words of wisdom for, uh, for everyone? Be you. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy your time. Have fun. You know, I the summer's coming up, at least for me, for us. The summer's coming up. So just go out. Enjoy enjoy your day. Um, get mindset. Get the app. Uh, new shows coming out at Dive. Um, also, listen to Cup 7. Come on. I mean, they're, I know they're going to be having comebacks soon. Oh, they're going <laughs> to, sooner or later, they're going to be having comebacks. So if you're not a fan of GOT7, this is your time. This is your chance. This is your chance to get into something so much more. I know you're going to love it. I promise you. They're funny. Not only are they comedians, they're amazing singers, amazing dancers, uh, uh, actors. They have their solo events or solo schedules as well. I know Jin Young is an actor. Jackson is doing his own thing. And yeah, that's, I mean, that's all I got to say. That was that was perfect. That was a lot. And if you're a God Seven fan or if you're curious, there's a lot to look out for. Um, well, make sure you say thanks uh, to Jackson for uh, allowing him to uh, be on the show today. Uh, you have that connection with him. That would be great if you just let him know that I exist. Because um, be nice to be on a show with him, maybe. Um, and for me, um, Ashley has a cool collection. A great way to start the morning. It's free. So if you don't want to pay the $11, $11.99, just get the app. And there are some free episodes as well. All right. Ella, this was incredible. Yeah. So much. Of course, of course. I mean, also, if you if you don't want to pay the $11.99, we have a scholarship program that you can join to. Just join our Discord. Um, Discord. Um, Crispy, what's our Discord? It's Mindset. It's Mindset. Mindset it's- by Dive. Yep, our Discord is doing this scholarship giveaway, so apply. You'll you'll 100% get it, I promise you. You'll 100% get a 
mindset subscription. So if you're a God Seven fan and you want to listen to JP, hit me up. You know, you you know where to find me. I'm in the Dive Discord. I'm in the Soldier Talk Hip Hop Podcast Discord. I'm everywhere. DM me. I will gift you a subscription. Um, as a thank you for also joining in and listening in on this podcast <laughs> on this episode. Ella is just guys. If if just a reminder, Ella is my supervisor. I, <laughs> I just work here. I work for her. Um, no, Ella's amazing. Um, great plug. Yes, if 1199 is uh, a bit of a challenge for you, we have uh, an offer. We have an ability for you to get the content that is very, very fulfilling. Hopefully, we'll help you out. So, yeah. Um, yeah. DM Ella. She's busy, but DM her. Her DM is popping off. <laughs> yeah. No, she, Ella's great. She'll, she, she essentially is the PR director. There, so, yeah. Shout out to Ella. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Soju Sessions on the Soju Talk Nation podcast feed. Subscribe on YouTube, follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and continue the conversation on the Soju Talk K-Pop Podcast Discord. For Ella, I'm Crispy, and this has been the Soju Sessions. Bye, everyone. Thank you for joining in.